Back on Show Me Today, University of Missouri is looking at how rural Missourians are having difficulties regarding access to health care. Anthony Morbeth chats with Julie Cap at the MU College of Health Sciences. Thank you so much for having me. And if you don't mind, I'd love to give a little bit of background on why this study came to be. So we've known for decades that people in the U.S. have a shorter life expectancy than people in our high-income peer countries. And that gap has been growing for the past 30 years or more. And so we spend more money than our peer countries on health care per capita, but our outcomes are not as good. So basically, we're spending more, but we're getting less for it. And so we rank very poorly compared to our peer countries on things like female life expectancy from the age of one, or it might be surprising to know that children in the U.S. are less likely than those in our peer countries to live to age five, and that's shocking to some people. So the Affordable Care Act came out in 2010, and it forced some changes in how healthcare organizations do business, and it's pushing a greater emphasis on value of healthcare rather than volume of healthcare. And so this is causing all healthcare organizations, not just the ones that are currently mandated to think about this, but all healthcare organizations are starting to think about what does this mean for them and how can they better incorporate value and support people more proactively. And they recognize more and more that there are so many facets of our life that are affected by or affect health care. And that might be things like transportation. So if you can't get to your job or you can't get to your doctor, that's going to affect your health. Um, it might be things like um, food insecurity. If you can't eat three square meals a day, how are you supposed to take your medicine that tells you to take your medicine on a full stomach? All of these things play a role um, directly or indirectly in our health. The idea of incorporating these things that we call social determinants, so this might be transportation, it might be housing, it might be mental health or food insecurity, under the umbrella of healthcare is fairly new in the U.S. health model. Um, and so this is a, a study that we were interested in, in looking at just in rural areas, because we know disparities can be greater in rural areas. So we were trying to understand, well, what does that look like for different healthcare organizations? Recognizing that this is not full-fledged yet, that this is not something that organizations have fully grown into yet. So we wanted to understand what's the status and where are people at and potentially find some innovations along the way. This is um, to just talk a little bit more specifically about what we did. This was what we call a mixed method study design. So we asked some quantitative questions and some qualitative questions. We searched organizations throughout Missouri and the rural areas to understand who the key players are that we might want to interview. Um, we ran that list of organizations past some key stakeholders to make sure we got the right folks on board. Um, and we ended up interviewing 16 individuals across 14 organizations throughout rural Missouri. And we know that there's not yet a standard way to do what we call enhanced care coordination, which is coordinating care in the healthcare system that incorporates these social determinants. But we had some guidance from the literature, and so we developed a questionnaire based on that. And so we found that there was, as we would expect, a wide variety of 
models being implemented. Um, and as you had already um, recognized earlier, there were things like 100% of the organizations we interviewed um, provided transportation. 86% either provided or made referrals to mental health, 79% um, to food or food um, insecurity resources, 71% provided um, some kind of resource around housing, and 50% around dental. And so the range of care coordination quality indicators ranged from 42% to 100% of organizations. I find this study rather interesting, talking about health care in rural Missouri, specifically barriers and facilitators regarding its access. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Julie Kapp, an associate professor in the MU College of Health Sciences on Show Me Today. And you could listen to this entire conversation in a podcast form on Show Me Today. And wherever it is you get your podcasts, type in Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. Click like and subscribe and download and take us with you on the go. So, you're saying that there are major barriers regarding health care in rural Missouri. So we're not talking Kansas City or St. Louis. We're talking towns of one, two, maybe 500 people. That's correct. We specifically focused on rural areas because we know that there's a disparity in those areas, but we also had funding um, provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration for a grant to um, Dr. Kathleen Quinn, who is the Associate Dean for Rural Health with the MU School of Medicine, and she also works with Extension under a very unique umbrella that combines MU Extension with the School of Medicine. Um, so we were focused on these particular areas. Rural areas might not have broadband access, so people might not have um, access to telehealth, for example. They might have fewer specialists in their area. Um, they might have longer travel times to healthcare providers. Um, they might have greater health disparities on particular outcomes. So that's why we focused on rural areas. So we've identified challenges such as housing, mental health support, food and transportation that rural Missouri is experiencing with regard to health care. And, you know, Julie, I think it's kind of interesting. We're incorporating uh, basic social services with everyday health care. I've not experienced something like this before, and I'm curious what led to this change? Why is this? That's a great question. And it's something that's new and it's evolving and it's emerging, um, but largely it's been facilitated by a change in the federal law through the 2010 Affordable Care Act. So they're focusing more on providing better value to U.S. healthcare patients um, as opposed to volume, which has been how um, healthcare organizations in the past have paid for their services. All in the name of trying to find ways to extend our uh, life expectancy, as it were. And I think that that's kind of interesting because you said the amount of money we spend on health care and yet our life expectancy is uh, actually lower than those of other countries. Absolutely right. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Julie Kapp, an associate professor in the MU College of Health Sciences on Show Me Today. Healthcare in rural Missouri is the subject of our conversation. Barriers and facilitators regarding its access. We've also been covering a shortage of those in the health profession and workers' wives. So how does this study factor in the shortage of nurses and medical professionals uh, Missouri, especially rural Missouri, is experiencing? 
That's a great question. So we know that there's a healthcare provider shortage, um, and people are responding to that in different ways. Different organizations have different capacity for this type of work. Um, what we found in this study is organizations often have to seek grant funding in order to provide these additional resources. And some organizations might even have the capacity for grant funding, and some don't. Um, the grant funding would obviously offer additional financial resources to hire more personnel to do this type of work. So we found a wide range of organizations. Some were just getting by doing the minimum, whereas others were able to be very proactive and very creative with some of the services they provided. Um, there's a quote that if you don't mind, if I read it, it was one of my favorite quotes from what we found from these um, interviews we did across all these organizations. And I thought it was particularly innovative that I wouldn't have thought of a healthcare organization doing. This was a federally qualified health center, and they said that they are a rural network. So they have 77 different partners, and they partner on such things as food pantries, faith-based ministries, social service organizations, and they have a 7,500-square-foot warehouse where they find um, items go to the landfill, but are perfectly okay. They're not trash, but they're things like laundry detergent, personal hygiene items, shampoo, conditioner, um, things that can't be bought with food stamps. And they provide those um, resources to their patients who come through. They might get gently used mattresses, bed frames, durable medical equipment, um, sometimes brand new window air conditioning, and they provide those to their patients, which I thought was incredibly innovative. Anything else you wanted to mention in closing? Just that if somebody is struggling to go ahead and proactively ask your healthcare provider if they provide any services that might help you, um, sometimes they do, or if nothing else, it helps get that on the radar for them. And other than that, um, just generally be aware and and vote to help make this a better system. And if you're just tuning in and you want to hear this entire conversation and the entire show, if you missed any part of it, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or Google Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcasts, type in Show Me Today. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.